Hello, hi people, hi family, welcome, 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 caring our hearts to receive from God. So I want you to lift up your voice wherever you are, at that office, at that home, in that sitting room, in that bathroom, in that taxi. Under your breath, you can put on that mask and just start to pray in the spirit and bless God and open your heart and invite him to speak to you right now in this moment. You can pray in the spirit. King of glory, we lift you up, we magnify you. We open our hearts to hear your word today, O oh God. Be exalted above the heavens. Only you, O oh God, are worthy of our attention and our affection, O oh God. We lift you up. Go ahead. Let that heart get softened to God. Let's just draw in all our focus this this moment. I don't know if it's morning or afternoon where you are or evening, but just, just to draw in our attention completely to be fixed on God and to open our hearts to receive from Him. We pray in tongues to bypass our minds and tap into the spirit. Lord, have your way. Lord, be magnified, be glorified, O God. We lift you up, O oh God, we magnify your name. Mareke setele will speak to our hearts, O oh God. Turn on the light where there is darkness, King of glory. Right every wrong, O oh Father, accelerate us, O oh God, we give you the authority in our lives to move us, O oh God, to hasten it in its time, O oh God. If you're joining us right now, we are praying in the spirit. We are preparing our hearts to receive a powerful word from the Lord. Today is amazing what God has prepared for us. And I just want you to open your heart and just prepare it before the Lord to receive everything he has for you today, that there will be no hindrance. There will be no distraction and that the entrance of his word will bring light and give understanding even to the simple. Heavenly Father, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're reaching every place, every person, every room, at every moment that we listen to today's word, O oh God. You are reaching us, you are opening truth to us in a divine way and you're accelerating our lives and giving us access to the things that you purchased with your blood. We open our hearts to you. Speak to us, O oh God. Minister to our inner man that will be strengthened and that we will move fast according to your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yeah, you know, you should spend time praying in the Spirit all by yourself at least an hour a day. Yes, it is possible. If you've never prayed in the Spirit today, we will be helping you to receive that gift at the end of this broadcast. So don't go anywhere. It's simple. It's available for every child of God. Welcome. My name is B3. If you're joining us for the very first time, you're most welcome. Thank you for being part of this family. If you're a regular here, thank you. Thank you for always joining me. I'm never alone. We are here every Monday evening on these channels at 5 p.m. East African time. And it's really exciting to see all of you on right now. Share that link. Invite your friends, your family. Let them know that something good is about to happen. We've been doing some time together of talking about life accelerators. We've been talking about the fact that God wants to accelerate our lives. He's a God of speed, actually. When you look throughout the Bible, you see that God would take someone. Of course, to us, it looks like a long time sometimes. But he would take someone like Gideon, hiding in a wine press, and suddenly, after an encounter with God, and one of these days we're going to talk about divine encounters, 
and how I believe with all my heart that they are for every child of God and how they turn your life around and accelerate it. And and how do we how do we tap into these divine encounters? Because God seems to be a God who is available but he's also in secret. He talks about being sought after. You see, you can't seek for something that's available on the surface. If you're seeking, there's an intensity and there's a hiddenness about the thing you're seeking for. So when God says we should seek him, yet he is with us, um, it can seem like a mystery, but the wisdom of God is hidden in a mystery. So there is such a thing as having encounters with God. You can't force them, but you can sort of tap into them or position yourself for those encounters to happen. And we'll talk about them. But today, I'm just talk- we are talking about some accelerators. Last week, if you didn't watch last week's episode, you can go to the YouTube channel if you're not on the YouTube channel and you'll see it right there. But we started to talk about following, right? And how we talked about following and we talked about... What else did we talk about? Just following, whatever it is, you know, being planted, following, which is really about being under authority. And I want us to continue there. You know, I have so many things I want to share that I've been tempted to sort of run to the next thing. But this is one of those things that has accelerated my life in a way that is abnormal. That in under a year, I look at the results of my life and I can't explain that. Not just my life, but the ministry I'm a part of, which is Worship Harvest Ministries under Apostle Mose. Uh, who is my spiritual father, has experienced acceleration in about a year. We've achieved things we've never achieved in 15 years. Like, for 15, we, it took us 15 years for the ministry to go to about 3,000 people, but in less than a year, we've grown to 20,000. There are keys that we tapped into through the ministry of a man of God called Bishop Doug Howard Mills that have completely altered our personal lives and the life of the ministry. And I can name for you details. But I want you to taste and see. Those who are from Worship Harvest are, can testify and tell you that stuff has changed. And I'm one of those people, when I find a thing, I want to broadcast it. I'm like, everyone needs to know this. Why should we enjoy alone? Because the same questions and frustrations you've had, I've had them. So lately I've been, I've been, I've been meditating on, on Jeremiah 1.5. It's hit me in a fresh way. That God writes... To the, through the prophet Jeremiah, who is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Think about that. Someone knowing you before you even formed. Like, basically, you were in the mind of God before you existed in the mind of your parents. And that's why for some of us, it might have seemed like a mistake for your parents to have you. And I'm not saying that God ordained for them to have you the way they did, but that he ordained it to happen. Not that he ordained the act. I want you to understand me, but he ordained you. You were not an accident to God. He ordained that, that he knew you, and then that word ordained, that he ordained you a prophet to the nations. You, it may, maybe not a but he ord, to, ordain is, to ordain is to set apart, to separate for a specific purpose. I was ordained in the ministry this year in February, and it was a big deal. It is by far the most important day of my life. Because on that day, I allowed God to separate me to his work of ministry for life. And so when you hear a word like God saying, I ordained you before, this is meaning that for many of us, all of us were ordained before we were born. We were separated to something in our generation and God thinks nations. That he separated us to do something that would impact generations before we were born. But then we get born and the question to me then is that, how come not everyone lives out their purpose in their generation? Is it because God doesn't want it? No, it's because... (laughs) He leaves us to still choose to take the path he has given or to choose our own path. Which I wish. I mean, I'm not wiser than God, but I'm like, God, why? Maybe because I think that's how love is. Love gives choice. If there's no choice, then you can't even choose to love. Would be robots, controlled. But God allows us choice. And so the things we're talking about are keys and accelerators, things that, and they sound so simple, but if you practice them, they will propel you. You will start to see that you're ahead of your peers. In your generation, you're moving faster than you should. There are people I'm sitting with right now in the room as we, as we are shooting, and they've been accelerated. You look at a person, and it's like, in, is this one year? We've not even done a year. Is this in nine months all this has happened? Like, what's happening? We've tapped into something. 
something that has the capacity, principles that are available to every child of God, but we did not tap into them, so we were slowed down. Not because God was slowing us down, but we it's like until you tap, it, tap into it, you can't move at the speed of it. And so today, one of the things I want to talk about is really one of those that's sensitive. You see, it's, it's possible that it will offend you, but that's okay. Because I would rather offend and accelerate you than be nice and not love you. And for me, I'm accelerated and then you're slow and stuck. It could offend you, but, but if you go beyond the offense, you will be accelerated. But also, I think it's not going to offend many of you, your spiritual people. Oh, oh, surely. So I want to talk about today, I want to talk about being under authority recognizing and receiving your way makers as i look into the scriptures and into my life and the lives of the people around me i realize listen god uses people god uses people to promote you god uses people to accelerate you but you know who else uses people the enemy and the enemy is not original. He can't create. He gets something that God has created for our good and perverts it. Because when you hear the word authority, something in you starts to go. Authority makes you feel a certain way depending on how what happened in your childhood, in your adulthood. Things that people have done to you. You resent authority. You've grown up to say, I will be independent and make sure no one can. We call it control. We call authority control. But yet authority protects. When God's kind of authority it protects, it promotes, it makes a way. <laughs> when you're under that God kind of authority. And that's the one I'm talking about. So God uses people. And you're going to hear that statement a lot today. By the way, if you came for a 20-minute teaching, yeah, today is not that day. We are going to teach. We are going to go a little deep. And then we're going to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper in the next weeks. God uses men and women. So one of the scriptures we've, we've uh, looked at together, Mark 1, 17 and 18, is Jesus, the son of God, comes to the, some of his disciples that he's calling and says, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. Follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. This is someone saying, basically, be under my authority. Recognize and receive me a certain way. And then I will make you become something. Meaning that for you to become that thing that you've never become, you have to receive a certain man or woman in a way you've never received another man or woman. And then they immediately left their nets and followed him. There was a response. There is a way you respond to a person you recognize and receive a certain way. That you wouldn't do to another I see it at home even with my children. The house manager will give an instruction and they will be slow. When I speak, there's a way they respond quickly. Why? They recognize and receive me a certain way differently from the house manager. Then there are things which I try to tell them when they are at school and they will not respond. But when their teacher speaks, they respond faster. And sometimes they tell me, Mommy, you don't know. Our teacher said, Why? Their teacher has a certain authority and there's a way they've esteemed and received them. And therefore, the teacher can speak into their life a certain way and make them become a certain person because they've recognized something in their teacher that they don't recognize in mommy. But there are things they recognize in mommy that they don't recognize in their teacher and therefore they respond to mommy a certain way. Basically, the way you receive and recognize someone to be will affect how you respond to them and therefore what you can have access to. Did you hear me? The way you receive and recognize value in someone will impact how you therefore respond to them as an authority in your life and then it will also determine what you have access to and what you don't have access to. There are things that my children have access to because they've received me as their mother. There are things that my spiritual sons and daughters have access to because they've received me and recognized me as their spiritual parent. There are things that I have access to because I've received Apostle Mose as my spiritual father that others do not have access to. Not because he doesn't love them, but they've not recognized and received him a certain way. Therefore, there are things they cannot access. 
I want you to stay with me because today we are talking about recognizing and receiving waymakers. They will accelerate your life. They will accelerate your life. But it takes a certain level of not just perception, but revelation. And it's not that mysterious. You have to humble yourself and start searching. It's like God is waiting for us to search. He says, if they seek for me, they will find me if they search for me with all their hearts. Like God wants to be found, but he wants to be sought. It's like when a young woman wants to be found as a wife, but she wants to be sought. She wants to be chased a little. So precious things are not there on the surface. Your life accelerators, your way makers are there, but you they are not just on the surface. They are not common. Okay? Special things are not common. So you can't commonize them. You can't decide to treat your way maker as every man or woman and expect to receive acceleration in life. No. The one you recognize and esteem, you separate from the rest. They are not common. The one you, you see, the way they responded to Jesus is not the way they responded to anyone who came and said, follow me. And I'm going to show you examples of people you have, you have recognized in everyday life and, and therefore received a certain way and you respond to them based on how you've received them without even thinking about them. Without thinking deeply about, have I received or recognized? It's a hard thing. You respond from, your, from how you've received someone in your heart and recognize them. But understand that your way maker cannot be treated like a common man or woman. Because if you treat them as common, you'll get common results. But if you treat them as extraordinary, which you must to be able to receive what you need from them, you will start to receive extraordinary results. And that's why it's not common in our generation for us to be different. Because in our generation, we've, we, there's a way we treat authority as common that then keeps us having common results. But those that are different, that are wise in this generation, you who is watching, you're going to become a wise child. And you will understand that there are people who are not common to you. To you. Because this thing I'm talking about is very personal. To you, they are not common. To you, they are precious. They are separate. And therefore, you separate them. You recognize them. You esteem them. You receive them a certain way. There are people who when they come to visit you, you know it. You clean your house. You decorate differently. You even change the curtains. You spray extra something like a scent in the house. You bring your best chef to cook. You, you, it's your best behavior. You dress differently. Then there are others when they say they are coming over. Life goes on. You tell them, oh, there's a snack in the fridge. You know why? They are those that are common to you. And they are those that are special and differentiated. And you respond to them based on how you've recognized and received the value that they carry. But you see, if you don't recognize and receive the value a man carries, you can't receive and you can't receive what they carry. You see, because what what they carry, the thing God has placed it in men in in, in it's, I think first second Corinthians four seven, he says that. But we have this treasure, treasure something valuable in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Men, human beings, earthen vessels, people like me, carry treasure. People like you carry treasure. The problem is that that treasure is hidden in an earthen vessel. And that vessel has issues. Hmm? They, they have issues with their temper, with their mannerisms, with the way they talk, with the way... I don't know. They have things that you have to be able to bypass the vessel to find the treasure. And we are going to see that even Jesus bypassed the vessel to find the treasure. There will be hindrances, the biggest hindrance for you to find the treasure in a man or woman, which God has put there for your life acceleration, is the vessel. Is that you have to overcome the humanness of the person. Because the, in the same man or woman of God, there is a man or a woman who gets tired, who gets sleepy, who quarrels, who complains, who sometimes irritates you, sometimes is irrational to you, who sometimes is not exciting, but you see inside of them is treasure. And in recognizing that treasure, then you're able to partake of what they carry. But if you treat them as common because they are just like you, you'll become like, like, like Miriam and Aaron who look at Moses, the man who God speaks to face to face and say, does God speak to you only? That's what would give you the nerve to stand up to your pastor and say, does only God speak to the pastor, even as he speaks to us? And I've said those things before, when I was not wise. <laughs> 
and I've stayed stuck and slow. I don't want you to do I don't want to, you to waste the time I've wasted. That's why I'm telling you these things. I'm not telling them to you from the air. I have experiences. <laughs> yeah. Of being slowed down in ministry, slowed down in my finances, slowed down. Why? I refuse to recognize that someone else had something that I needed to move me quickly. And therefore, I stayed slow and stuck. I don't want you to stay slow and stuck. I want you to move quickly. So listen to me. Why would you follow someone? You follow someone because you esteem them highly in something. Right? Example that I like to give. If you went to the national park and they gave you a guide. Would you start arguing with him because he doesn't speak proper English? Even if he's speaking the most broken English, you don't even start cracking jokes and saying, <laughs> elephant, okay, in Uganda, that's a mbogo. When you, when you speak wrong English, broken English, it's a joke. We call it an elephant. But in our local language, embogo. I've had some friends from other countries complaining that sometimes we break into our Ugandan language and they don't understand us. But listen, you wouldn't start cracking jokes about this person because if you start cracking jokes, they can reduce you to Simba. The lion? Yeah, to eat you. So you recognize at that point the value this man carries, whether he can speak English, I have more degrees than him, I have more money, you even tip before, you're so nice, you don't joke about their uniform. At that point, what if they tell you, you need to now go slowly like this, crawling on the ground, you crawl, because my friend, maybe they've seen a thing you've not seen. If they tell you to now, here you need to go jumping and hoping, you jump and hope. Look, even if it's weird stuff you're doing, at that point, they have you recognize a value they carry and you receive them as the one that is saving you in the wild but if you met that same man on the road to your home and started telling you madam crawl sir jump what would you be like excuse me who are you talking to you know why at that point he's a common man on the road but when you find him in the national park and they give him to you as the guide he's not a common man anymore he carries something that you need you see wisdom that wisdom is to know who you're dealing with and to separate them. To know when you're dealing with your friend and when you're dealing with the prophet. And sometimes they're in the same person. It's to receive and recognize your waymakers. And I didn't say waymaker because it's not one. We have many waymakers in our lives that God brings. And it's in recognizing those people. But then you have to have a humble heart. That is always looking out to see who is God using in this season of my life. But then there are those who are not just seasonal. There are those who are there for all your life. And we'll talk about who those are. I'm learning something. Those people give you direction. Because Jesus says, follow me and I will make you. The, the, the way maker, those people, they give you direction in life. You recognize that they know something that you don't know and you need it. Let me give you examples. I gave you the example of the guide in the national park. You will go to the doctor and willingly take off your clothes. Even if you're a very private person. You'll go to the doctor, you'll take off your clothes. Why? You recognize and receive them as a medical doctor who is able to save your life. If you met that same doctor hmm, at a party and they told you to take off your clothes, you'll call the police. But in the, and let me tell you, do you know that it's possible for you to walk in and the guy is wearing a, a coat, a white coat, and he's not actually a doctor? But they've told you he's the doctor. In that moment, because they've said who he is, you receive them, him as who he is. You don't even know if he went to school. You don't know. Maybe he's sitting in for someone and they've told him exactly what that you receive and recognize. Therefore, it determines how you respond. That's the thing I want you to get that. That when you rec recognizing value in someone and receiving them determines your response. You can't say you recognize value in me when you don't respond to me a certain way. Every example I'm going to give you, you pay an architect, I hope, when you're building, you pay an architect so much money and believe that the boxes and dots which they've drawn on that thing is your dream house. Yeah. Because you recognize and esteem their knowledge highly. That same architect, if they came to you and started telling you that they are now a dentist and they want you to open your mouth and to treat your teeth, you will laugh and move on. Why? That value is not in them to you. So the way you see someone and the way you receive them determines your response. How do you know you've recognized and received someone the way you respond to them? The people who walk into your home and you stand up instantly. No one has taught you to stand. 
you didn't have a class about standing up when important people come in but your entire being can't stay seated you stand up you almost bow a little bit there are some people who when they tell you to give them a financial seed or money there's a man amount of money you can't give then there are those who you struggle why you're like why should i give them money because there's no value that you see you see that treasure is in an earthen vessel you show up at the office on time many of you but you're not a morning person on sunday morning hallelujah Monday to Friday you're on time in the morning. Do you know why you show up on time? You recognize your boss and the office as a place that takes care of you in a certain way, but you don't recognize your pastor and your church as a place of value because you're not up on time to church on Sunday. No. But because you're not a morning person, but on Monday to Friday you are morningest person. <laughs> Am I touching some nerves? Eh? Eh? Listen, our esteeming or recognition of anointed people or waymakers in our lives and recognizing the grace of God on their life is seen in how we respond to their instructions or even how we respond to them generally if the way you respond to your father and mother is the way you respond to a common man on the street you do not get to know the value your father and mother carry If the way you respond to your spouse is the way you respond to any normal man and woman that you find anywhere the way you talk to them the way you respond to their requests and instructions the way you respond to anybody you do not yet recognize the value that they carry you know just last night my my husband passed by at in the in the night maybe about 10 pm and he's like i wish there was a cold drink in the fridge i happily i just said oh Let me see if we have some fruits. I dashed outside. I found we actually had some oranges. Quickly squeezed some orange juice, put in some ice and delivered it. Now, if it was a random man walking by and I overheard him at 10 p.m. saying, "I wish there was a cold drink." I'm like, "Yeah, I pray you find it." Yeah, that random man is not my husband, but my husband. When he just so much as say something like that, everything in me responds to say, "The man whose name I carry once a drink in the night the shops are closed because of curfew I can't get him something called is there a fruit to make a drink the way you receive someone and see value the value you your response to someone will be equivalent to the value recognizing them your response to a person is equivalent to the value you recognize in them and let me tell you you re- not recognizing value in someone they mean they don't have value it means you just you're not able to recognize <laughs> yeah you're not able there are people who fail to recognize value in Jesus and he failed to perform miracles because of them not because he had no anointing so you can live with a very anointed person and they work for others and not for you because you don't see it and i want you to pray that god will open your eyes to see the value that your way makers who has placed every one of you God has placed way makers in your life all of us without exception he has put treasure in earthen vessels why that we may have an excellence of power an excellence of power god wants his power toward us to be strong but he has placed it in men and women i started by telling you god uses men and women god uses men and women to change our lives to elevate us to accelerate us But we must recognize those men and women and in our recognition of them we respond to them a certain way and our response to them gives us access you're going to see it or denies us access we'll also see two examples one that denied people access because they didn't recognize and receive a man of God who God has sent as their way maker and another one who recognized and received a man and received access instantly Remember that treasure is in an earthen vessel. Don't be distracted by the vessel. Don't. Don't be distracted by the vessel. So if you must examine the one you claim to esteem, you don't esteem them. If you find yourself examining them, if you must examine them, mm, but for them do they pray? Mm, but for them do they fast as much? Mm, but for them do they my friend? God chooses who he chooses. Places grace on whom he places grace. And you realize that you don't get to choose who your way maker is. God chooses for you your way maker. Your job is to recognize them and connect to that value that they bring and then you will receive an acceleration. God has placed something in another man or woman for you. Your recognition of that thing draws it out to work for you. 
if you don't recognize it it's there it's for you but it won't work for you yeah it's there it's for you but it won't work because you've not recognized it's like the recognition is the key that unlocks the value that is already there for you it unlocks and gives you the access that you need to the thing that you already have the one you esteem and recognize you follow the one you recognize and esteem you open yourself up to receive from you humble yourself before when they say follow me you immediately leave your response is different there are people who if i asked you about think about that man of god who you really think so highly of a woman of god somewhere in the world like if joyce may for its joyce may if she walked into your house and said they had they, they had an instruction for you eh? My goodness that would be the day that your life changed. But you know why you feel that about Joyce Meyer? You've never met her. You've never met her. You don't know her. You don't know her weaknesses. You don't know how she fights. You don't know what she does when she's annoyed. You don't know her. But the one who you have you know too well so you're able to see the earthen vessel. It's a distraction. <laughs> the ones we esteem and recognize we adjust to. The disciples left everything and followed Jesus. Jesus didn't leave everything and chase after the disciples. Some of you walk around saying, "My mom should adjust to me. My dad should adjust to me. My pastor should adjust to me. My spouse should adjust to me. My my friend, the one you esteem and admire and recognize and receive, you adjust to. If you're struggling to adjust to someone, you don't recognize the value they carry. It's as simple as that. If you don't if you can't if you can't adjust to them if you struggle with that and I've struggled I struggle to adjust to my spiritual father he's very quick at everything he does and he especially likes to communicate on WhatsApp and me I kept telling him WhatsApp is not my thing <laughs> Let me tell you if WhatsApp was I don't know which I don't really have another person I esteem very highly who I can point at but if it was if I had a person I had and I esteemed them and it was their thing I would adjust He was teaching us saving, investing. I'm like me, I don't yet have that revelation. And I was broke. And I didn't have the revelation apparently. So I stayed broke until I humbled myself and said whatever this man tells me to do I will do. And then my finances started shifting. Now I'm even a financial coach. So tafta. Hey people. The man was trying to open a door for me and I was resisting. the one you esteem and recognize and see value in you adjust to they don't adjust to you the one you esteem you willingly serve you don't just serve you willingly you actually consider it a privilege and an honor to serve them when they tell you to do something it's like thank you for asking me of course i want to do it for you your heart is posture that way like if tdjx asked you to serve on his team for a year you would leave your even children behind some of you and move to where he lives in America. Yeah. But when your pastor asks you or your mother or father they ask you to do a small chore. You feel like they are telling you to carry 100 kilograms on your back. They ask you to I don't know make a, bring them as a, a, a glass of juice. Right. My legs can't move. Let me tell you, you don't recognize their value. The ones you recognize and esteem highly, you speak very well of. consistently no matter their weaknesses you cover them you speak well of them the ones you recognize you follow unwaveringly you follow them you do what they do you 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 copy them you look at their life you model yours after theirs yes it's not that you shut off your brain completely but it's almost and the thing is that they are ahead of you and they are accelerating you and god has placed something in them for you so actually it's to your advantage today i wrote notes <laughs> You know there are so many synonyms for recognition to identify to acknowledge to set apart to differentiate to respect to admire to value to honor to venerate to hold in high regard let me tell you something you cannot esteem someone you do not see and recognize value in it's impossible if you don't see value in them you will not recognize them you will not esteem them but remember god uses men and women God uses men and women. You've been praying to God for promotion. You've been praying to God for acceleration. He's brought men and women in your life. <laughs> in recognizing them is your key. Is your access. It's your it's like your password. You know the time someone sent me money it was Christmas time 2 years ago and I had lots of money on my mobile money. Payments had come in from customers but I couldn't access the money. Do you know why I forgot my pin? 
and the ne- I won't say which which network it was, but they were not working. Like the offices were closed. Christmas time. So I was walking around with money but no access. There are folks stuck, and many of us that's it. God has placed treasure in a man or a woman for you, for your access. He wants to give you Christmas from January to December, but you're stuck because you don't have the access code, which is what I'm giving you today, to recognize and receive them differently. Remember, recognition is separating them from the common people. They are not common. They are. They carry something of value that no one else carries, and it's for you. Let's let's get into the scriptures. I'm going to show you t- two stories. First, the first one is in Exodus chapter three, verse seven to ten. I even put my thing there. Exodus three seven to ten. Are you learning something? I'm going slow today because the things I'm saying are very important. Seven to ten. Okay, we are together. You can even read with me at home. And the Lord said. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down. <laughs> Listen, God has said, I have heard their, their cry, and what have I done? I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. God has said, I've heard the cry of my people and me, God, I have come down. But I want you to see how God has come down. He says, verse 9, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. This is God. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Some of you, that's what is going on. God has seen the oppression that you've been oppressed with. He has heard your cry for mercy. He has heard your cry for help. He has heard what you desire. You desire promotion. You desire to break out of certain chains in your family. You desire a marriage because marriages don't happen in your family. That are different one. You desire significance. You desire to be in the ministry. You desire to be a different person in your generation. You desire to break free of the things that have held your generations for years. To break free of witchcraft. To break free of, I don't know, the orphan spirit. To break free of insignificance. To break free of things that start and stop. You want to be a businessman or woman. They, you, there are things you've been, you've been saying, Lord, if you can't do this for me, if you can. He has heard your cry. And he says, I have come down. And then he says, verse 10, come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Wait a minute. God, you have heard my cry. You have come down, and therefore you're sending a man. Huh? Listen to me. Every time you cry to God, He sends a man or a woman. But you know our problem? We ignore those men and women that God has sent, and we become like the children of Israel. God sends Moses. And the children of Israel, let me show you something. The children of Israel end up having a journey that was supposed to be 11 days. Let me show it to you. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 2. It says, now it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all the Lord had given him as commandments. Hmm? No, 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 no. Verse 1. He says, these are the words of which Moses spoke to Israel on this side of the Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain, opposite south between Paran, all those places. Verse 2. It is 11 days journey. From Horeb, by the way of Mount Sire to Kadesh Barnea. If you read in other versions and then you get into the whole Greek thing and Hebrew, if you get into Hebrew, it is saying it is an 11 day journey to the place they were served. Kadesh Barnea was like the beginning of the promised land. Do you know what happened? God sent Moses. The children of Israel did not recognize value in Moses. I don't know if it's because he had a speech impediment. Remember, earthen vessels. Moses even told God right there in the next verse in the chapter we are reading, Lord, I can't speak. 
Send another man. Like even in your aware. I want you to know that those men and women that God has sent you, they have weaknesses and they know. Even them, they know. And I'm sure they don't even know that they're the ones God has sent to you either. They also, they may not even know. Some of them know, some of them don't. Some of them know and have called you out and you've refused. Some of them, your heart for some... Why do you think that your heart is open to certain people? For some reason, you can't explain when they teach you, understand. For some reason, you just find yourself around them. You run away and come back. You find yourself wanting to serve them. Me, I thought that something was wrong with me. The way my heart was open to my spiritual father. I wanted to stop it. I was like, no, this can't be right. I can't be like this around another man. I can't be wanting to serve him so much and to please him. And he's like a father to me. But God had opened my heart to this person because he placed something in that man for me. Listen to me. God heard their cry and answered through sending a man. But they did not receive this man or recognize him or esteem him. So guess what? They did not enter the promised land. An entire generation rotated around one mountain for 40 years like mad people with an anointed man who spoke with the Lord face to face. Why? Because they could not receive a man who God had sent to take them to the promised land. They left slavery but never made it to the promised land. Many of us, that's how we are. We've left slavery to sin. We are born again, but we are rotating just like the children of the world. There's no difference. Their results are your results. They can explain, you can explain. Their marriage is the same. In fact, you get advice from them. How can you be getting advice from people who have no relationship with God? How? Because everything Moses tried to do, they turned against him. They spoke against him. They organized rebellions. They complained against him. The man left everything to lead these crazy people. He had a life. But he left everything to lead these crazy people to a promised land. They rotated. They left slavery, but they stayed stuck for 40 years. And eventually, the entire generation never made it. Including Moses, unfortunately. He also didn't make it to his mission. Not because God was unwilling. God was clear. He said, you will lead them. But he didn't make it because he had people who refused to see value in him. Including those, especially the closer you are to a man or woman who God has placed in your life, your parents, your spouses, those pastors, those spiritual leaders, those bosses, those people in your life God has placed to promote you. The closer you are, the more dangerous it is for you. Why? The earthen vessel, it's in the way. They look at him, they're like, why is he marrying a woman who he shouldn't? He's marrying a black woman, she's Ethiopian. Does God only speak to Moses? In fact, he can't quite talk. I don't know, he had a temper. Hey, my friend, don't let the earthen vessel distract you. There is treasure beyond the earthen vessel. If you recognize that treasure, you will start to respond differently. The way you respond to a man you never met because he's in the wild and he's your guide. You don't respond to him because he has great character. No, you respond to him because in that moment you recognize value in him and therefore you do what he says. And therefore you treat him a certain way. I want to ask you, and we are still going, who are the people, the way makers God has placed in your path that you have not recognized? And therefore, you're not benefiting from the treasure they carry. Not because God has hidden it from you, but because you're not receiving them. Why? Some of you have been hurt by authority. So you don't want any authority in your life, but you want God to promote you. But God uses men and women. When he hears your cry, he sends a man. When he had the cry of, the, of, of us, of the whole world, he sent Jesus. When he had the cry of the Israelites, he sent Moses. When he had the cry of Israel in the time of Esther, he sent Esther. God is always sending people. When we cry out to him, he sends deliverers. And the enemy always wants to kill them in their infancy. He destroys their character before you. He reduces their value before you. Because he knows if I can just get you to not see the value, you won't touch the treasure. Simple. Focus on the issues. Some of you, I'm going to get into it in detail in the next weeks. We're going to talk about parents. Your parents were absent. Some of them did what to you, but they are the ones with the thing you need. So you need to humble yourself because you see, God is not going to change his mind. He's not going to change his blesser. He's not going to change the way maker. It's you who has to then change to receive the one he has sent. Because God made sure that entire generation, he didn't change the leader and say, okay, they can't, can't receive Moses. Let me give them a new leader. No, he said, no problem. You can't receive the one I've sent because by God sending Moses, he had come down. God came down through a man to deliver an entire nation. God has come to your rescue through men and women right now in your generation. But will you recognize them and separate them from the masses? Failing to recognize and receive those God has sent to promote you will keep you out of your promised land. Failing to recognize and receive those God has sent to promote you 
will keep you out of your promised land. Child of God, I want you to enter your promised land. And God uses men and women. You know that scripture in John 1, 12? But as many as did what? Received him. <laughs> Those are the ones he gave the right to be called children of God. Look, if you don't receive them, there are rights you won't get. It's simple. You can receive or reject those as, those God has placed on your path to elevate you. You have a choice. Receiving them is recognizing the value and treating them differently from regular people. I used to treat my spiritual father as a normal person. Not anymore. I used to treat my father figure, the man who became a father in my life after my natural father passed on, as a normal person. Not anymore. He's not normal. He's not ordinary. This is not normal. My husband is not a normal guy. No, and it's wisdom to know that and those these people carry the blessing. Your wife is not a normal woman. Your mother is not a normal woman. There are people in your life that are not common. If you treat them as common, you keep getting common results. It's simple. You can your receiving determines what right you receive and who you become. Let me show you a last one today. And this one I need you to pay attention. This is about Jesus, Jesus Christ and Peter. Next week we're going to look at some more stuff about Jesus and someone he elevated above all men in the world someone surprising and how that opened the door for jesus but i want to first show you someone else in the book of matthew and that's that's what is open right now in my bible chapter 16 from verse 13 are you with me are we together too much silence hey so matthew 16 from verse 13 when jesus came into the region of caesarea philippa he asked his disciples saying ah listen to this question who do men say that i the son of man am he starts from the outside he's like who who what are you hearing out there so they said some say john the baptist some say elijah others jeremiah or one of the prophets have you had the names they are throwing around those are serious names like if i came and asked who do people out there compare me to and you told me ah some say you like joyce meyer Others say, okay, I don't know too many lady preachers, unfortunately. Others say you're like Sarah Jakes. Uh, others say you're like T.D. Jakes. Others say you're like Benny Hinn. Others say you're like Catherine Kuhlman. I would be like, hmm, not bad. So they, they compare him to these great men. And, uh, you know, in the Bible, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, John the Baptist was a big deal in that time. And so he said to them, Jesus is so interesting. It begins from the outside and they can speak at that point because it's easy. There are times you can, maybe the people in your life, you compare them to some people. They remind you of some people. But you see, you have to move beyond that to, okay, beyond those people who I remind you of, who am I to you? He says, but who do you, 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 my disciples, let's move from what people say. Who do you, what have you recognized in me? How have you received me? Who do you say that I am? And there was silence. Because even the disciples, you see, guys, we think of Jesus, but we don't think of the humanity of Jesus. Jesus was the son of God indeed, but he was in human form. Treasure in earthen vessel. He sweated. He got tired. He used the bathroom. He even wept. And these guys walked with Jesus every day. They saw him getting angry with the temple. I don't know what. They saw him getting tired and needing a break. They saw him getting hungry and needing food. They saw his sometimes, I'm sure, like as they walked the feet, maybe got wounds. I don't know. I'm imagining all sorts of things. Sleeping. As in, maybe it's possible. Okay, I won't accuse Jesus, but it's possible if he was in a man's body. Maybe even snored at night when they slept with him in the tent. So if it were you and 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 that guy who you see every day is in the bathroom tells you he's the son of god guys we have to cut those guys some slack no wonder they kept quiet they're like you know are you bringing it too close who do we say that you are who do you say that the way maker in your life is are they a way maker to you oh there that's my dad yeah that's my mom that's my pastor and yeah, you feel, you respect them. He says, the Father who is in heaven. In other words, to recognize your way maker, you need the Father to actually reveal it to you. You need to start saying, Father, show me who this Father is. I started praying that prayer. I know this is my spiritual Father, but show me who he is to me. Beyond words, help my heart to receive this man and understand. Show me who my husband is to me. Show me who my, my, my natural parents are to me. Show me, Lord. And suddenly, me, I used to struggle with talking about my spiritual Father. Gossiping. I stopped once my heart understood who this man is, it's like, huh? 
I can't be saying bad things. Not that I never talk about him. I talk about him good things. I esteem him highly. But I used I used to pray against gossip. Bind gossip. Namo is saying bad things. Not to everyone in the world, but a few people. Do you know why? I hadn't received him a certain way. Guys, he says, and I... <laughs> First of all, you're blessed. Those of you who have recognized the people in your way makers in your life, you're blessed. You're ahead of the rest. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You know the word to be blessed means to have a supernatural ability to prosper or to have divine enablement working for you. He's saying, Simon, son of Jonah, you have a supernatural thing working in your life from this moment because you've recognized something that others have not. And he says it's not even by flesh and blood. Basically, you don't recognize your way makers by observation and investigation. No. You recognize by revelation. You understand beyond the physical that this person is not a normal person in my life. This one, God has sent them for my promotion. And I said to you, Jesus says, because of this thing that you've understood, on top of that, on top of you being blessed, I said to you that you are now Peter. He changes his name. Basically, the day you come into contact with your maker and recognize them, your life changes. People start to say, is that the Shadrach we used to know? Is that the Joanna we used to know? Is this the Solomon we used to know? Like, so they, they feel like they want to give you a new name because you're not normal. Anymore, he says, You're no longer you're no longer Simon, son of Jonah. You are now Peter. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. He's talking only to Peter, not to all the disciples. The one who gets the revelation gets the access. This thing is personal. And he says, And I will give you the keys. Have you heard? The understanding the value a waymaker carries gives you keys. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose in earth will be loosed in heaven. My goodness, what a thing. Recognition is personal. All the disciples walked with Jesus but not all of them recognized who he was. You can all be with your dad and mom but one kid can understand who those people are to them and they will leave you behind. With me and life too. And also that it may be well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on the earth. Length of days that in this person is long life and my life being well. This is not just my mom and dad, my mom who quarrels a lot. No, this is a way. So you start responding differently to conversations, to requests. They may say, why are you being weird? Are you over respectful? You're like, wait, I fear this person. They're not normal to me anymore. The same mom and dad becomes a different person because you're, it's like you're, you have clearer lenses. You can now see who the person is in your life. Because you can think highly of them generally. They educated me. They really worked hard. But you don't understand that they carry a thing, a good treasure that is for you. It takes revelation to recognize anointed people and to recognize we makers. Rev you have to start saying, Lord, show me who these people are to me. I know. Because many of you watching, you know. You know how. Man, my mom and dad are important. I have this spiritual person in my life. But you, you don't like that thing in your heart that is beyond just knowledge. Recognition gives you access. Recognition gives you access. Without it, you remain outside. Peter became the leader of the church of Jesus Christ because he recognized and received Jesus as the anointed one. Tell me, which books did Peter write in the Bible? First, second, Peter. Is there a third Peter? I don't even think so. You tell me, is there so much revelation in those books? Not really. In my mind, Paul should have been the leader because he had so much revelation. It was Peter. Why? Jesus said, this one has received me a certain way that no one else has. Therefore, he has the most access. When you receive those people a certain way, they will release a thing over you a certain way that nothing else can. It's not about your abilities. Peter is the one who denied Jesus. But when Jesus comes back, he speaks to Peter three times, the same guy he speaks to and says, it's like he undid his three times of what? Denying him. Three times he asks him, do you love me? Yes. Do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Basically, he puts the mantle of the church on Peter. The day of Pentecost, it's Peter who stands up with the eleven. He's differentiated. Peter stood up with eleven of them. The rest became eleven. He was Peter. Recognizing your way maker will make you stand out in your generation will give you access to things that you can naturally not access, that you cannot explain. You will not be able to explain in your lifetime because those people will start to speak words over you out of how you've received them. It's not even that they're trying to differentiate you, but you will be differentiated because it's a spiritual law. And we're going to go deeper in the next weeks. Recognition gives you authority that you didn't have before. Peter suddenly has the authority to bind things on earth, 
to lose things. Those are things we like to claim. That verse is not for everybody. It was given in a context. That's why there are many things you've bound and loosed, but they, you are wondering what's happening. There's an authority you've not tapped into. If you disregard those you should recognize, you become stuck and slow. If you disregard those you should recognize, you become stuck and slow. They are people who are your way makers. Why? God uses people to re-promote you, to elevate you, to move you forward. But you have to place yourself under their authority for them to become your way maker. You have to listen to them, to subject yourself to their wisdom and their instruction. And that, my friends, is wisdom in a mystery. Because in the world, you're your own man, your own woman. Get ready to be slow. Get ready to be slow. But if you allow another man or woman to speak into your life, the one who God has chosen, and you know, you if you're born again, you're a spiritual person, you know who those people are. Deep in your heart, you know. Just need to ask God, show me who this person truly is to me in terms of help my heart receive them fully. And that's why I don't think that we ever get to a place where we've received completely. You have to keep asking God to show you more. Because you see, there are people who are way makers for you, not for everyone, for you. And in recognizing them and esteeming them is your promotion and access. In recognizing and esteeming them is your promotion and access. They are way makers God has placed on this earth for you, child of God. You're not supposed to be slow. You're not supposed to have no more results. You're not supposed to be stuck. God has placed them there for you. We are going to start talking about them one by one in the coming weeks. You are going to talk about, you know, your parents or guardians. We're going to talk about your spiritual leaders, the anointed people in your life. We're going to talk about your way makers. Beyond that, there are people in the workplace. In the way makers generally, like for who even you know, beyond just spiritual what there is a person God has placed on this earth who you know. They are not normal. And then we're going to talk about your spouses, if you're married, your boss. And I want you to get ready to understand that you can't receive the wisdom of God while also mixing it with the wisdom of the world. They don't mix. So the things will sound contrary. But if you can humble yourself, you will get results that I promise you before God. I even almost want to swear, but I won't. Upon God. Guys, these things work. Don't get stuck trying to, you know, cut your own walk through life when God has put people and put a thing in them for you as your answer to move you quickly. All you need to do is recognize them, esteem them, separate them from the crowd and start walking a certain way towards them. We'll talk, how do you recognize these people? Is it just with words? No. Just tune in next week. We're going to get deeper into how do we actually recognize these people? Listen to me. You're watching. Some of you, it's very clear. You even know what to do. If this is not new to you, go and do it. Okay? The first thing I want you to do is to start to pray, Lord, show me who. First, if you don't know who they are in your life, show me who the way makers are in my life. But I've already told you natural parents or guardians, spiritual leaders in your life. You know, if you have a boss, if you have a spouse, those are real way makers that God has placed on the earth for you. But there are some extras. Start to ask God, show me who they are. And then beyond showing me who they are in terms of I know them, I know their name. Show me who they are in my heart. Help me to receive and recognize them. And start to, I know that it's personal. You look weird. Your siblings will think you're strange. Your workmates will think you're weird. Your other spouse, your other married friends will think you're too much. You, you just relax, stick with it. They will catch up when the results come. And then there are some of you who are watching today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. I don't even know what to say to you. Come home. You're missing out. Do I look miserable to you? Do I look like my life is hard and I'm hiding behind Jesus? Let me tell you, when you receive Jesus in your life, oh my goodness. It's such a, it's such a raw deal for God because you bring all your problems and he brings all his greatness and he places it on you at no cost. And some of you are thinking, I need to first clean up my act. No, you don't need to clean up anything. You need to come to him as you are and allow him to elevate your life to levels that you have never dreamt of before. Yes, you will have trials. Yes, you will have trouble. Coming to Jesus is not like, we'll never have problems. You will. But I want you to come to Jesus today. If you've never ever made Jesus Lord of your life, I want you to put up your hand wherever you are. If you're alone, if you're with company, it doesn't matter. And say, today, I want access to this God who gives me a life in all its fullness. And I want you to pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I come home. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive your love. 
I receive your forgiveness. I receive your acceptance. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, please let us know. Send me an email, beatricebiamanzi at gmail.com. It's lowercase, everything. Send it. Let us know. We will respond and connect you to a loving family that can walk with you. Okay? Now, some of you, I promised at the beginning that we would, if you've never received the gift of tongues, it's simple. Just need to overcome your mind. Okay? Just need to overcome your mind. The Bible says you open your mouth and the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. And so even as we come to the end of this broadcast, I want you to open your mouth. Don't start overthinking. You just, just start to pray in tongues. Yes, open your mouth and start praying. Something will come out. It sounds like gibberish. It sounds like you're forging, but you're not. Go ahead, open your mouth and pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Release your tongue. Release your tongue. God is not going to come and take over your tongue. You have to actually start speaking as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. Yes, that's right, that's right, that's coming out right now. Some of you are feeling a warmth and just the presence of God. Some of you, there's nothing you're feeling, but just open your mouth from your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's a heavenly language. Come on, go ahead, open your mouth. Thank you so much for joining us. You can continue to pray in the spirit right now. We'll see you again next week. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, subscribe today. Click that button, subscribe, and share this with the people you love and care about. I'll see you next week. We are going to go deeper and deeper and very practical into these waymakers and how we can receive and recognize them that our lives may be accelerated. You are loved. You're blessed. See you next week. Bye.